Saved by Grace podcast, bringing you stories of hope, restoration, and God's faithful love. I'm your host, Sylvia Puentes. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Saved by Grace. I'm your host, Sylvia Puentes, and today I have the privilege of speaking with Dr. Haig Kerlopian. Dr. Haig Kerlopian is a pastor at Church for the Nations in Burbank, Burbank, California. He's also the host of Christ and Coffee podcast, podcast bringing church together one coffee hour conversation at a time. Um, Dr. Kolopian, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sylvia. Thanks for having me. Well, um, I'm excited to have you on. You have um, not only a great testimony, but you also are doing so much um, so much kingdom work and um, so much for the body that um, just looking forward for our listeners to hear everything that you've got to share. Um, why don't we start with you just telling us, you know, what was growing up high like? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I grew up in uh, Rockland County, just outside of New York City. Uh, my parents were immigrants from the Middle East. Uh, they came during the Lebanese Civil War and they came to the promised land of New Jersey looking to have a new life. Uh, I was born um, after my brother and we grew up a typical immigrant home. You know, immigrant families tend to uh, have the first generation. The kids are kind of introducing uh, their parents to American culture. There's that strong work ethic. There's definitely this sense of gratitude being in a country where you could worship freely. Um, on top of that, I grew up in a Christian home. From my dad's side, I, I had four generations of Armenian evangelicals. Uh, and from my mom's side, she was Armenian apostolic. So my dad's side was more reformed Presbyterian. My mom was um, the Armenian apostolic, the Orthodox church. And I ended up growing ne up next to an Assemblies of God church. So I had this charismatic church influence, this high reform influence, and this traditional church influence growing up. Uh, looking back, I'm really grateful to have uh, a taste of three different types of church expressions. Um, but I didn't really believe in Jesus personally until high school. So I had the foundational pieces there. Uh, I read the Bible with my dad growing up. Grateful for that. Nothing is more powerful than a dad reading to their son the Bible together. But it wasn't until high school, sophomore year, where I had this moment of complete surrender and conversion. So pretty much when I was in 10th grade, that was the year my older brother went to Columbia University to study uh, engineering. And it kind of left a vacuum at home. Both parents had to work. I was just finishing my school and sports and came back just kind of questioning what's the point of everything and it wasn't just like some sort of like teenage angst it was more like what's the why behind everything this should matter what's the point of living what's the point of existing is god really real or were these just nice stories i was told growing up so i pretty much had this really dark season um and then it got to a breaking point during the the winter break of that year i said god if you're real end this pain i'm feeling and then at that moment the Holy Spirit came into the room, just feel a tangible presence of the Holy Spirit's presence. Uh, my heart completely changed. I knew Jesus was responsible for what I just experienced and encountered. And then later that night, I picked up the Bible um, and I got to John chapter five uh, or four, uh, where Jesus says, uh, you diligently search the scriptures expecting to find life, but you refuse to come to me to find life. 
for all wow. scripture is about me. So like that kind of was like the cheat code to unlock the Bible for me. And I couldn't put the Bible down. I kept reading it and reading it, listening it on uh, audio cassette tape at the time on the bus to school. And that was the beginning point of this really uh, living, personal, on fire for the Lord living. Uh, it happened in that moment. Wow, that is, um, <laughs> that's just so, uh, you know, to hear this and to know that, you know, how one moment in his presence will change your entire life. And I just um, want to point out to the listeners, because some some of our listeners um, may or may not be believers or, you know, just across different um in the different different paths of, of faith at this point, but um, how um, the difference between knowing religion, right, and having a relationship, and I think that that's where we experience the um, the breakthrough or or where the change comes when we come into a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what distinguishes us from other world religions or philosophies. Or worldviews is the it's getting connected to a person, uh, yeah. the person of Jesus, and uh, it's very personal. I remember a good friend of uh, mine. He he used to question, "Where does it say there's a personal relationship in the Bible?" I mean, it's everywhere. Uh, it's it's because when the the God of the Old Testament is described as the God who had a personal relationship with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it's yeah. a it's a God who lives with us in the person of Jesus Christ and. The Holy Spirit's present when we accept Christ. So it's very personal. I mean, the whole concept of God being love, uh, it's, these are all very personal um, words. The fact that when we become Christians, we're adopted into God's family. Uh, Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, is a physical person like one of us. The Holy Spirit right. uh, grieves uh, and, and we can mourn the Spirit. It's all personal language here. Uh, so absolutely, uh, it, it, Christianity only makes sense once that personal connection is established. Yeah, that's perfectly said. Um, it, it only makes sense once that personal relationship is established. Otherwise, it's just kind of like um, one more thing or check boxes to check. And, you know, he didn't, that was never his, that has never been his goal or, or his desire, you know, like um, one of the things that Jesus came down to do was to reconcile us back, you know. And um, so what happened after you had this encounter with the Lord and there was this, you know, shift inside of you? So you continue to live life. You kind of have like that honeymoon phase where you just tell everyone that this happened. Yeah. It's kind of like someone in love, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and then and then it kind of fades away. Um, but you kind of be that annoying person. You kept telling, you keep telling everyone <laughs> that Jesus is real, and you're like, yeah, that, that, that's that's cool. I'm happy, happy for that. So I would tell a lot of my friends. I would evangelize. I would start actually caring about that concept, um, and I would just be someone who started reading the Word of God regularly uh was excited to go to church wasn't forced to go to church i would go to an extra youth group um for on my free will you know uh just because i wanted to just learn and, and be connected and bring people to church so that that began after that conversion but then i was just a typical high school kid you know still doing you know graduating going to, off to college in washington dc uh looking to start a career in international relations or international business 
But then after my freshman year, the Lord had other plans. And that's when I got my call into the ministry. It was during uh, the summer conference of that year. Uh, again, as a Christian, I was just involved with a Bible study and a campus ministry called Kayafa. And they had a conference for leaders that summer. And during the worship service, kind of like the music is playing, everyone's just getting ready to worship. Uh, that's when I hear this, I would say, uh, a thought that's not my thought. It kind of gets airdropped, uh, a whisper that yeah. is not my own thought um, being repeated over and over again while the worship is happening. And that whisper was preach, 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 preach. And then my friend Chris Armstrong, who w lived on my floor and was at this conference as well, he sensed that the Lord was doing something during this worship session. I'm 19 years old at this time. And he said, whatever God is telling you to do, keep doing it. Uh, do it. Just do it. And then there was a chaplain at MIT, who I don't know his name to this day, uh, came up to me and said the similar thing. It's like, what, what is, some, is the Lord speaking to you right now? I'm like, I, I keep hearing this thing called preach, 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 and I can't turn it off. And then he pretty much told me, like, all right, read your Bible, know it well, start preaching, start teaching. If the body of Christ is being affected by your preaching, keep doing it. If not, you may want to reconsider. So pretty much from that moment, uh, any place that has welcomed me to preach, I just taken the opportunity to preach. And it started with uh, leading a campus Bible study uh, to teaching Sunday school at an Armenian Orthodox church in D.C. Um, and to youth groups, to churches, eventually going to seminary. And I've been doing it um, pretty much ever since in different capacities, even something like this, an opportunity to share and preach right now. Yes. Amen. So um, you and your wife transitioned from New York to California. Um, and, you know, um, you're at Church for the Nations out there um, pastoring um, and just, uh, you know, being an educator in the word, um, how's that going for you guys? Yeah, so after I graduated from seminary, I revitalized this church in the middle of Manhattan, an Armenian evangelical church on um, 34th Street, right by the Empire State Building. So I was there for 10 years, pretty naive, right out of seminary. Uh, but the Lord was gracious, great things happened. And then the Lord called me to come out west. Um, I was already married. We were, we've been married for five years, uh, six years now. And we have two young boys. And pretty much six months ago, we, we left the great church and started this new venture back west, out west. Uh, so it's kind of been, you know, it's, it's kind of like you're starting from scratch again. But uh, we're starting from experience yeah. uh, now. And, uh, and it's kind of cool to know that I've been working on the craft for 10 years. So I'm not this like rookie pastor anymore. I have a lot of, you know, experience. Yeah. wisdom gained the hard way <laughs> wisdom yeah. gained for other people uh and i'm just enjoying right now trying to just you know uh, uh build the church here out in the uh, southern california area well i think that's great i know that um you know the times that we're in we need <laughs> you know we need to to be the hands and feet we need to really you know come boldly and and just share his word and i think that one of the reasons um and, you know, you can, you know, let me know what you're thinking, but is, 
back when you said, you know, you were like in this honeymoon phase, but the thing is that um, even no matter how long it passes, we never really quite leave that honeymoon phase because every time we um, intentionally come into his presence, you know, we, we just were overwhelmed by his goodness, his love and his faithfulness and to know who he is and who we are in him. And, you know, to be in a position, um, we're all in this position, but, you know, you have a special call and a special position to share that and, you know, and, and bring and bring light and education to others is just amazing. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and again, it's not like my love for God has diminished over time. It's actually grown stronger. Right. It's, it's just now it's more anchored in truth. Right. And whether or not, things are going well, or uh, life is great, or I'm not feeling it, you know, I know that love is tr truth. It's capital right. T truth. So right. and that's the most loving thing to know that that it's true, that God indeed loves us and sent his son to die for us uh, is the most freeing thing uh, there is despite our shortcomings, despite our sins, despite our faults, God knows them and still loves us so much to die for us and wanting to live life with us. So it, it's a deeper love. It's kind of like my marriage. The, the, the love gets stronger, a healthy marriage when, when it's good. It, 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 it maybe feels different, different throughout the years, but it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's actually a deeper love. It's a deeper bond. It's a deeper covenant relationship. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine. I, um, I did not grow up in a Christian home and I've, uh, you know, I've, I've, uh, I had an encounter eight years ago, which may not seem that long ago, but he's done so much, you know, of in course. eight years that, um, I can't imagine not knowing him. I can't imagine doing life without him. And it's, as you said, you know, the more you walk with him, the deeper the relationship gets. It's just, it's something that, um, you know, we share the gospel because we want everyone to experience this, to experience who he is. Exactly. Yeah. So why don't you tell us about this awesome podcast you have? I love the name of the, po the podcast, Christ and Coffee. And I love the, um, is it the tagline or the catchphrase, um, bringing church together one coffee hour conversation at a time. Um, share more on that. Yeah, so I remember uh, going out on a trip to Beijing, and uh, the airport didn't allow Facebook and Google searches. And I was thinking about just, oh, wow, that's kind of messed up. I, I, can't people Google um, uh, Christian content or not? And then I realized, wait a minute, I have access to the Internet. Why am I not doing online ministries? So the Christ and Coffee platform was born uh, on a flight delay there. And I started to do short videos to equip the church. Um, and I found in my research, too, on this topic that a lot of people who are like nominal Christians will click on a link like this. They're Christian enough to like click the button, uh, but they're maybe not Christian enough to get plugged into a church. Um, and so there's always this benefit, especially to that audience with a lot of social media ministry. Uh, so the, the platform has been around the short videos, uh, but then the pandemic hit and pretty much a colleague and I are kind of like, what are we doing? We've, we've been, we're getting all these phone calls. People are freaking out. Uh, it was a season of overworking, but we we're also just stuck at home. And my friend Jeremy Tokmazian, who's now a therapist, uh, we pretty much said, let's just start talking, kind of taking our weekly conversations online. And that began the nucleus of a Christ and Coffee podcast. 
but now we are uh, I'm working with my wife Nancy and, and we're building the brands and the, and the ministry a bit bigger uh, and we're kind of broadening the scope to welcome people from different theological backgrounds. Uh, so I bring on guests who I may disagree with theologically, but just to get insight from them coming from different church backgrounds, seeing how the body of Christ is reflected and just hearing testimonies like you're collecting um, and just topics that I just find interesting for selfish reasons. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, it's a lot of work on the production end, like getting the guest and editing after. But uh, conversations like this is the joyful part of it. So it's kind of like a side thing I'm doing, uh, but it's 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 a beautiful thing. Uh, we're looking to do events down the line, um, conferences, uh, and kind of equip the mind, body, and soul through different types of ministries. Uh, and that, that's kind of the objective of the podcast. So uh, the ministry is doing all that, but the podcast has this ecumenical bent uh, of bringing the church together one coffee hour conversation at a time. Because um, most churches, regardless of their theological backgrounds, or traditions, they tend to have coffee hours. And if we have <laughs> coffee in Christ, why not bring unity as well? Listen, sounds good. Um, I've actually uh, uh, listened to a number of your um, episodes. Um, I definitely listened to the one with your wife, Nancy. And I encourage all the Saved by Grace listeners to check um, to check out the podcast, Christ and Coffee. I know it's on Apple Podcasts. Are you guys anywhere else? Yeah, we're on Spotify, uh, YouTube, and Facebook. Awesome. Um, so, I, I, like you said, there's an array of different topics and um, definitely um, interesting topics to, you know, make anyone want to click that button and, and take a listen. I love that you bring different views because it's very interesting to hear the different views and, um, and yeah, just to get the different perspectives and the testimonies are always great. Um, so um, if the, our listeners wanted to stay connected to you, how do we keep you know, in contact with you? Where do we find you, your ministry? Yeah, so christandcoffee.org. Um, my blog is armenianpastor.com. Um, and then you can find Church for Donations on social media right now. I'm currently working on the website. Um, so you could look for Church for Donations if you want to hear sermons or uh, other content. Uh, it's, it'll be online. Okay, cool. So Church for the Nations, um, that's Facebook and Instagram the same? Um, uh, I think there's the Instagram account needs work right now. <laughs> I'm part of revitalizing this church. So okay. part of it is also revitalizing the social media aspects. Yeah. Okay. But I know definitely you're on Facebook, Church for the Nations, and, um, and the podcast. And um, that's awesome. Well, I, you know, uh, I go to the Lord and I ask him to, um, to give me a scripture for for the guests, for their testimony. And um, I don't always understand it. And it often happens that as the guest is sharing their testimony or their, their, their story, I start to understand, you know, and I, I'm com coming to a place where I'm like, I'm not questioning. This is what you said, Lord. I'm just going to go with it because, you know, you're God, I'm not. Um, but he gave me John 1140. And um, I thought it was interesting that you referenced John earlier as well. So um, the Lord gave me John eleven forty. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? 
And um, it just, as you were sharing your testimony of, you know, knowing the word, reading the word, your dad sitting with you and, and teaching you how to read the word, and then you actually seeking that personal experience um, and what the Lord said to you, uh, I can see how it, how it ties together. So um, I pray that know that that has spoken to your spirit as well and um just want to thank you again for coming on for sharing everything that you're doing um saved by grace listeners please go find um dr colopian on facebook and um, check out the podcast and um, church for the nations in burbank california and dr colopian if you could just close us out in a prayer that would be awesome uh, sure. Thanks for having me again. Um, so thank you for those who are listening to this end of this program. I um, just want to say a prayer over you. Um, Heavenly Father, I pray blessing upon those who are listening right now. I pray that you reveal yourself to them more and more. Uh, I pray that first to them, uh, show your glory, uh, show yourself, uh, help us believe, help us believe with our unbelief. Uh, help us still trust completely uh, in you, Lord Jesus, for what you've done for us. Uh, Holy Spirit, come, convict us of any sin we need to confess, bring up people we may need to forgive, uh, and help us walk in your ways at all times, knowing that you're with us till the very end. So thank you, Lord, for who you are and all the testimonies you create and will continue to create. We give you all the glory and we give you all the praise, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, this has been another episode of Saved by Grace. Once again, Dr. Haig Kalopian um, has been our guest today, and we thank you and we bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.